0: Okay, we're doing da pay Zion, Starting to the new here. So we're saying that in order to participate in the Karim off, you have to be mono, you have to be registered. Now, the way uh, registration works is that there's a... That comes in the pasach. But the way it works is that besides you're just paying, you can literally make a kenyan and pay for a portion in the animal, someone else can also be mezakeh for you. So the question becomes... If someone else is is doing it for you what if two people do it for you so like who's who are you registered on? you can't be once you're registered on one can't be registered on another so how exactly does that work uh you know you mean but you can pull out until the time of the shlita or maybe even the zrika. but bottom line is is that it's a little bit complicated and you have different people trying to be mizaki for you we're trying to say that they're your it's as if they're your agent to go to go get a kenyan in the animal that's the way the the zikway works but the question is he didn't give it his explicit uh, consent, and yet we're still assuming that you would like it. But what do we do when it clashes with two different people? So here's an example of that. A woman, when she's married to her husband, and she's married, she's living together with him. Her husband Sheikh the karma for her. But her father also did. So they both had her registered on their karbanas. So what's the law? Who is, who is the primary registration? So tocha mishel ba'ilah, the din is that she eats from her husband, because the Rashi explained, we, we, we assume that she wants to be registered and her husband, unless she had said explicitly that she'd rather be by her father. And again, even though she, she didn't say, in the Mishnah, she didn't say anything um, until after it was already shechated. So we didn't know necessarily her explicit wishes, but that's what it is. There's this basic assumed intent that we're able to just um, assume like that. That's what her das would be. And therefore she's registered with her uh, with her husband and not and not her father. Okay. regulation but let's say it's the first yantif, meaning she's a fresh, you know, freshly married, just got married, and she's going back to her first holiday, she's going back to her father's house. So then in that case, both her husband and her father shatter for her, she wrote this. So there it's up to her for her to decide. Meaning basically Rashi says it's not known. We don't know to suffolk, who she'd want to eat from. So she could eat from either one. Now that sounds very strange, right? Because you can't be in one of two different carbonas. So how is it just for, up for her to decide? So Pasha shot, I guess we'd be, and this is what the gemara would be bothered by, and when she tells us now which one she wants, we retroactively assume that's what she always wanted. But that seems like a difficult idea. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, another example, Yassam, even Orphan, Shashat, Allah, Abitropin. The Abitropsin, the people in charge of the estate, they sheikh did more than one carbon pasach. Let's say there were two different Apatops and two different people who are watching his estate to manage the stuff. And each Apatops is bringing on a Pasach and they registered their orphan on it. So what's the halacha? Yehob and Malcolm Shuraz. He can eat wherever he wants. And Again, we'll have to understand how that works. Ebesh HaShutfen. Let's say you have a slave who belongs to two people. So when the slave is like a woman, just as a woman can be registered on a carbon pasach, so to a slave. So if he is owned by two people, right? He's like, one day works for one, one day works for the other. So then it doesn't, it doesn't really work. So he's not able to eat from either of them. Because you want, the master can't register his Pesach for the share of the slave that doesn't belong to him. He can only do it for the, for, the, for, the, for the portion that he does own. But he's one person. So how does that work? So he can't eat from either one. He's not going to be able to eat from either one unless they... they, they they the two masters had expressed intent you know like i'll let you i'll i'll let my slave eat from your karba, before the registration happened and someone's half a slave and half free meaning like he was owned by two masters and then one of them freed him you can't eat from his master why because we assume here that his master did not want to register the half that's already free so even if the slave had wanted very much to eat from it and even had said before, but we don't necessarily believe or know that the master had been trying to be mizaka for him, even the part that he didn't own. We assume that the the master was only trying to be mizaka from the part that he does own, so it's only like half registered and therefore he cannot eat from the carbon. And we'll deal with some of these cases in the Gemara exactly uh, how that works. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to start off analyzing this opening rule uh, that, that when a woman has her both her father and her husband register so we assume when she's married that she wants her her husband so she's money on that and not her father's but if it's the first so then we don't know so she has the right to choose so how does that work you see from here that that, that that brera works. Now brera is a big question. Retroactively, we determine what it is that something is based upon a future das. So at the time that the shkita was done, time the carbon was the happened, we didn't know who she wanted, who, whose carbon she wanted to be a part of. But when afterwards she says, you know, I want to be by my father, I want to be my husband, we say that there's a retro. In retrospect, we say that's what it always all me to be. So that's a das of later affecting what the what, what, what carbon she was mudding in previously. So that's a prayer kind of concept. So that's not so simple that that works. Because after all, she didn't decide until later. So the Gemara says a forced thing. My road. so what does the mission mean that she eats which one she wants? Bishah means she, that it was chosen from the time of the Shrita, meaning she, she she's aware of this complexity that they're both shouting for her. And she says her da'as at the time of the Shrita. That works because that's not prayer. That's just deciding, you know, which one, which one, they're both mazaka her and she's deciding which one she wants to be a part of. But in a chanami, if she didn't decide until after the Shekita, then retroactively, it cannot, it cannot work. Okay, great. So now, the Gemara just now moves on to a contradiction between our Mishnah and a Brides. So, a um, Minu, look at what our Mishnah said versus what this Brides says. said. So, as a woman, the first yant of after a wedding, she, we assume, it's not a choice. We assume that she's money on her father's pasach. We assume that she does not want to be by her husband's pasach, but rather her father's. From then and on, then she has the choice. So that's against our mishnah. Our mishnah said that the first yontif she chooses, and then every other time she, she, we assume she wants her husband. Here in this price we say the first yontif we assume she wants the fathers, and from then and on, she cho- and from then and on, she chooses. So the more says low it's not a question. Radufa The price. So we're talking about you know, a woman, she's like she's itching to get back. She's literally she's always running back to her father's house. So then we then it's like we assume in the first yonder she wants to eat from her father's and from then and on it's in uh, it's a suffolk. Our mission we're talking about a woman is not necessarily eager to go back to her father's home. They're going back because, you know it's yantif. But they're not she's not especially eager to go. So then the first the first one is a suffolk and from then and on we assume for sure she wants to eat from her husband. Okay, great. So we see, you know, it works in a very practical manner about who she feels more attached. To. All right. Now we just kind of like move on to a ton of akedot here about uh, about women being by their father and their and their and their husbands, and that's all metaphor for Klal Yisrael, the Eved It says in the pasuk, "I became in his eyes like someone who's perfect. So we're talking about a pasuk from Shir Hashirim here. So Klal Yisrael was saying like they're the bride with the Eved and they were found to be perfect. I became, in his eyes, I was like a bride that was perfect in her father-in-law's house, like, meaning she had been accepted. She felt validated by her new family. And that's why she's eager to go back and tell her own family how, how accepted she had been. So she feels, she wants to let her family know all about it. So this is, I guess, just a continuation of the idea. We're talking about a bride who wants to visit her family. There's not really much of a, a deeper connection between this. We just see, In that pasuk, and what we just described, the phenomenon of a redufa, a woman who's eager to get back to her family. And here we see Klai Yisrael like describing that once they found favor in Hashem's eyes and their new family with their husbands, so now they're eager to go back to their family. They feel very excited about it. Okay, fine. Now the Gemara just talks about other stuff with Klai Yisrael and being a bride. We also see chorool'sscriptor of Bride, bride it says, "By, be in that day, the word of Eventually cholesterol will be called a husband Hudson, most No longer be called uh, a, a master. So this is a puzzle from Mohea, So the two words, Ishi and Bali. So, but Iishos is more of like a marriage, and Bali is a little bit more like a master even though they're both can mean husbands. So the Gemara explains that there's going to be a difference for Kalei Yisroel. will be like a bride in her, house, in her father-in-law's house, and no longer like a bride in his father's house. Basically, when we're heirs in, you're still by the father. After Nesuin, you move into the husband's home. So Hashem is telling Kalei Yisrael that now it's like we only have heirs but eventually we're going to get a greater sense of intimacy. We'll get to Nesuin. Says the Gemara, We have a little sister, but she's still... She still does not have yet, So there's Apostle Kulai, so we're describing how the relationship is still, is still it's, it's not like fully developed. So, What's this a reference? It's a reference to a place called Elim. Elim was a region that had Torah, but it didn't merit to teach Torah. So Elim is the place where Daniel was from. Daniel, with the, with the, when he was by in Luchanetzar, Babel. So that's Elim. So, and, and we know all about, that's really, it's interesting when you learn this right before Purim, that's where Shushan, Shushan is in Elam. So Daniel was a great Tamachachim, he knew a lot, but he wasn't able to get people in Elam to ever learn. And if you contrast it, for example, to the region of Bavel, it's so different. So that's the difference between Elam and Bavel, it was, it was like an underdeveloped, it was like the girl who did not yet have breasts. And that's the idea of the breast, the breast, nurse, right? So that's the thing that it teaches the Torah. So it didn't, the girl not having breasts refers to the country of Elam i'm a wall my breasts are like towers i'm a i'm a i teach people in general the places where people learn and where people um, daven and study so that's idea that that's, uh, it passes out at uh, the it teaches tar- Says the Gemara, What's the meaning of the Our sons are like these little trees that, from their youth, and the daughters, so literally, Our daughters are like zavios. Zavios normally means a corner that are like the base of Miktar. So What does it mean they're like a corner? So our sons are like the young trees. They've never, they don't, they haven't sinned, so they're like little trees. They've never, nothing ever happened to the little tree. It's like a perfect little tree. That's the boys. Our daughters are like the corners. What does that mean? These are the virgin girls of Haqqai Yisrael. That the, the merit is that they close their openings for their future husbands. So, here in this context, what we're saying, this is what, what's important, is that they, um, even though they have a strong desire, but they close. So, we're saying that the word really means full, meaning that they, they don't, um, even though they're full of desire, but they close. They close their opening. So the idea here is that we see Zavios not really meaning a corner. So we see other places where we say that. It will be we filled up like a bowl, like the Zavios Hamazbeach. So there's a prosodic in Zakaria. So over here too, Zavios, the corner, is next to something being full. So, so too, it makes sense. That in the pasuk with the Bitsus it's talking. is obvious. It's talking about their full desire, and yet that they're closing their openings. You so, or we see that obvious means that from here afikim mizan alzan. The corners are full from harv, from one harvest to the others. the Pasik and telum. so we're saying even the corners of the storehouse, like you know the nooks and crevices over there, everything's filled up with grain. So we see an association between the corner and being full. So we're saying even though the girls are as kizavias, are full of desire, they are still closed. Okay, now we get back to the original passage we were talking about. <laughs> that the boys and the girls are like the are like the base of so what does that mean? the of the boys being like the saplings who haven't sinned, and the girls being that they close their that they close themselves to the future husbands as if the bash has been rebuilt in their days. Okay. Now we get back more to Klaychel being like a woman. the word of Hashem came to Hoshea the Navi. And who was? When did he live? He lives in the days of Uziah, Yosam, Achaz, and Chizkiya, the kings of Yehuda. So before we talk about the Navi, and I would just mention a tangent. There were four different Naviim that all you know overlapped in the same time. hoshea was the greatest of the four. Says Hashem spoke forth with Hoshia. Was like the first Navi in the world ever was that Hoshia? The men Naviim from Moshe until the times of Hoshia. And it means he was the first of the four of his time. He was the best, most one of the four prophets of his time. Who are the four prophets? Hosea, Yeshaya, almost in Micha. Those four prophets all lived at the same time here. Okay, now what, what is the is going to go through? This is all because we're talking about a woman and Kleiso being like a woman, because the Mishnah mentioned a woman being registered on Karmapazach. Very famous nevuah that Hosea got. your children have sinned. So what should Hosea respond? He should have been loyal to us. He should have tried to defend Claesol. He should have said, Banachahim, Hashem, don't describe them as my children. They're your children also. They're the children of the people that you favor you should, you should get your mercy upon them not only did Hosea not respond that way instead he said to the Rebunah listen the whole world is yours just switch clients for a different nation so he threw us under the bus that was Hosea's response how do I deal with such an old man meaning how do I deal with this response I'm going to tell him I'm going to tell him to go experience something himself. What I'm going to tell him is, go take a harlot as a wife and have children with this harlot. This was the shlichos that Hosea was told to go marry a harlot and bear children. And then afterwards, I'm going to tell Hosea that he has to divorce this if he will have the emotions and just be so indifferent and, and get rid of her, then I could find the same thing with Kaya. So, and obviously, that's not going to happen. If a person gets emotionally attached to the wife, they're not just going to easily get rid of her. And that's why this was going to be a learning experience for Hosea about how, how connected HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to us as a wife. This is says in the Pesach, Go take a woman was a harlot and have children from her. it says in the passage, is Gomer Ba'as of He married a woman named Gomer, the daughter of Devlaim. So obviously we're going to expound on the meaning of her name. So Gomer, everybody would finish with her, meaning that, they, that, that in an of intercourse they would fully get their, their desire. Ba'as? Ba'as base. What does that mean? Diba ra bas ra means that she was she had a bad you know bad reputation and she came from a family with a bad reputation. Okay, so that's like you know like diba like people people are saying about her. All right, what else does it mean? It's from lashon like a pressed fig. There's a certain sweetness. Everybody in there associate her with a sweetness. Rabbi and that means an essential way, like a pleasurable means that everybody literally like stepped on her like a pressed fig and that, that's the idea it's just a euphemism here for relations it was a very well-known harlot what's her name they wanted to finish off all the wealth of Kaisal in her days and Rabbi Yochanan says that it actually happened they did finish off all the wealth of Kaisal in her days so we see that this was all uh story with the king of Aram, and they attacked Klaisel in her days and this is in the time when this happened so she was named after after that okay so now we get back to Hosea marrying this girl so she became pregnant and she she had a son with him so Hashem said here to Hosea you should call his name Yisrael because in a little bit, I'm going to avenge the blood of Israel on the paths of Yehu. So what's Yisrael? So Yisrael, Rashi explains, this, is like, it's the name of a place. It was a valley where Yehu killed a lot of people from Achav. So this was, the question is if they were going to be punished. So Yehu was like, he killed a lot of people. So what it's saying is, is Israel, that Hashem will avenge, Hashem will avenge that blood. And then there was another, another son, another daughter, rather, a I took. my Yomarla, Hashem said to Oseh, "Shema Lo Ruchama." Call her name, Lo that she is Hashem doesn't pity. Because Hashem says I will no longer pity Klal Yisrael. This is all again, all part of the learning experience here. Should I that I should ever forgive them? Okay. She she then has another son, and Yomar Hashem, what Hashem said, "Krushimol Lo Ami." Call the son, not my people. Because you're not my people, and I will not be yours. Okay, so that's the, the, the daughter and the two sons who are named. The, 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 we have Yisrael. Hashem is going to avenge the blood from the story of the tragedy of Yehu and Achav. And then these two, these, two, these two daughters who are named after Hashem not having pity and not forgiving Klai, so not being our people. So after this happened, there are two sons and one daughter are born to Hosea from this harlot. Shouldn't you have learned from Moshe Rabbeinu? Whenever I spoke with him, he, he divorced his wife, right? That's what Moshe did. Moshe understood that as a Navi, it was disrespectful to be having relations at any time and then Hashem came and communicated. So he wasn't married. That was like the excuse. Hashem told him that he should separate himself from his wife. So But I have children. I, I, I'm connected to her. I can't just get rid of her, divorce her. You, your wife, is a harlot. And the children that you have from her are children that come from a harlot. So you're never even certain if they're your own children or not because she's always constantly having relations with other people. So, and still, that's the way you, you, you your perspective. So, Yisrael, and they're my children, the children of people that I've tested. And these are one of the four kinyanim that I have made in the world. In other words, they're totally you only make a kinyan with something that, that 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 you're very connected with. What are the kinyanim that clients all have with, the, with Hashem? What binds us? Torah Torah is one Kenyon. darko. It says Hashem acquired me, it's a reference to the Torah at the beginning, raish darko. So it's a Kenyon with the Torah. Then we have Shemaim Varts, Hashem made a Kenyan with, with the heaven and earth, Kenyan Acha, Dukhsiv Kone, Shemaim Varts Kone, that Hashem acquired heaven and earth. Basically, Mikdush Kenyan Acha, Dukhsiv Harzek Konso Yimino, Hashem's right hand acquired, and Yisro Kenyan Acha, Yisro is the last of the Kenyanim of Hashem, Dukhsiv Amzukanisa, that's from Melziashir. So Hashem's saying, I have a Kenyan here. I can't just easily give up Klai Yisro. So now what, and now Hashem really gives the Moser to Hoshea. V'atam, Marta, and Yuhi Hoshea said, have you, V'macheris, just exchange Klai Yisro for another nation? So Hashem Hashem gave Hoshea a learning experience to realize his mistake. Now Hoshea realizes he sinned. So he started Davening for himself. He was scared. So he Davened for himself. So instead of Davening for yourself, because was You should be Davening for mercy in Klaisra. So There were three bad decrees that I said against Khlaisrah because of you. Meaning, had he had he davened properly. And from the outset and they wouldn't have this whole experience everything would have been fine but because of this learning experience in the children so Hashem said Yisrael and we had Lo Ruchama and Lo Ami so there were these khalom these bad things that are going to happen so what happened Amar so Shea started diving for kai. so Bittu he was able to get away all these decrees of Israel the rochaman loami. The Hizchol v'arachan Hashem then started giving khal Yisrael brachos instead. Shnei it says in the Pasuk <laughs> the number of khal will be like the sand of the sea. V'haya b'makam hasheh yeyomare lahem <laughs> loami hatem will happen then in the place where it was said you're not my people. That's referring to instead of right, the name that was given to the child. Loami. Yeyomare lahem <laughs> b'ni keel chayel will be said to them that khal are the children of the living Hashem. V'nikbotsu v'nei doven Yisrael the children of Yisrael will come all together. So that means that the bad, the bad um, there was, uh, there's going to be an end to the decree of Gullus. Zeratim I will plant her in the land. I'm going to pity the lo ruchama, the other, the lo ruchama, the one that I want to pity on, I actually will pity. I'll to the That you are my people. So that's the way we understand this bracha that HaKalai Hashem is giving. This is all just like if you would go through the Pesukim of little by little, the Gemara is just expounding it one after the other. Okay, now we get back to a point, a historical point that we made on the Amid Aleph that there were a bunch of Nevi'im that, 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 that were uh, through the four kings of Yehuda. So now the Gemara says Amar Look how bad like uh, leadership, like being in charge, is. It literally makes you, it buries the people who hold it. There was not even one Nevi, he didn't survive four kings. Shanemar so says, Here we're talking about Yeshaya, Asher Chazar Yushlaim, the same people, right? Uziah, Yosem, Achaz, and Echizkiyah. He was one of the the Nevim who also lived through the four the four uh, kings. So we see that kingship, right? They were always dying. It wasn't exactly easy to survive as a king. So that's again, Oilol or Abonis, how hard of a state it is to be the king. Okay, continues the Gemara. Dima Ben So all those kings that were listed in those pesukim, those were all Amalch Yehuda, right? Uziah Yosvan Achad Nechizkia. But then we're going to show a passage where Yiravam Ben Yoash, who's a king of, of of the of the other tribes, he's counted with them. We're going to see where he is, but but in a second. But why would he be counted with them? The Neishal Kibul Lashenar Amos, because he he had his big schlos that um, there was bad lashen har which was said about Amos that he was going to kill him, and the king. The king Yeravam, y- Yeravam the son of Yehosh, he didn't believe the and Hara. So in that schutz, he was listed together with the Malcha What are we talking about here? First of all, what's the pasach where he's counted with the kings of Yehuda? The, the word of Hashem that came to Yehoshia, the son of Beiri. In the days, may Uziah, Osam, Achaz, Yechizka, Malcha Yehuda. So very good, the four kings that we've been talking about. And then the, that pasach here by throws in, and it was also overlapping with the days. may Yeravah and Yehosh, Malch Yisrael, the days of Yeravah uh, 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 the son of Yoash, the king of, of, of Israel. So why in the world would the Pasuk mention him? So we're explaining in this close that he wasn't a and har, So there was a person named Amatya, who was the koin of Beisal. He sent to Yeravim king, and he said to him, what was the message? That Amos is planning to kill you. Amos the Navi is planning to kill you. It says in the Pasuk, He said that Amos had said a prophecy that Yeravim is going to die by the sword. So he reported, so, so, so Amatya is saying over that Amma said in Nevuah that Yerubim is going to die. So Amma Yerubim said, I don't believe, and, uh, Hashem, Hashem should, uh, Hashem, God forbid that, that, that such a person said that. And if he did, I can't do anything to him. It came from the Shekhinah. And the truth is that it really wasn't accurate. It wasn't accurate at all. It wasn't Mekavalash Naran, it wasn't accurate. Because the Nevuah wasn't saying Yerubim is going to die. The truth was that, that Hashem had already promised Yehu who was the great-grandfather of Yeravim, that there were going to be four generations of Malchisar that were going to survive. And the next one was finally, Zachariah was the son of Yeravim, who became king. He was not killed. So, and, and it was really misquoting the nevuah from Amos completely. And Amos, uh, and, and, and uh, what Amos was rather saying was that the son of Yeravim was going to die, uh, but not Yeravim himself. So bottom line was, in the schloss of not believing the Lashon Hara, not being the Kabbalah the Lashon Hara, that's why he... Um, that's why, that's, that's why he was counted here. And even though he was Malachi Yisrael, he was counted with the Malachi Yehuda. All right. Now we learned something from that posture that we talked about before. All my rabbis, he always remembers mercy. Remember, this was when he said to name the child of Hosea. Hashem said, I'm not going to pity Kala Yisrael anymore. So what do we see? What are, what, are, what are we trying to say? Hashem saying something that's punishment. But mentions mercy. So that's a very strange thing because Hashem's saying, I'm not going to have mercy. But I think the idea is that Hashem's speaking about what his natural feelings are. And that's, that's the key. Hashem's saying, I'm not going to have mercy. Like, that's something I'm trying to have mercy, but I can't. So that is a way of saying that, that even when Hashem is upset, he remembers the mercy. <speaking Spanish> should I forgive them? It's like if someone's saying that rhetorically, should I forgive them? It means forgiveness is a concept that they believe in. It's in their mind. They're just having a hard time, like, actualizing it. Yeah. Says the Gemara again, mercy within anger here. What's the reason we go through gullus, right? Of all punishments in the world, Hashem can do so many things. Why do we go to exile? So exile, the Gemara is going to say, has a lot of silver linings. There's a lot of good aspects of Gullahs. One of them is, Ella, that we're the light unto the nations, right? We should be, role models. People should convert to us. And that doesn't mean we're trying to convince people to convert. That's not the point. But the point is that, we help the world. We help the world see, see the way to live. And Amar Zeratili by Arts says, and this is the possibility that we said before. Hashem is going to plant Klal in the land. So what does that mean? Kol Adam zariah saw. So, right, and the passage goes on to say there, it's like you're planting a full saw. So no one plants a saw. A saw is a very small amount. The point is that you plant a saw of seeds, and then what happens? A huge amount grows out. So if Hashem is saying he's going to plant, that's the metaphor. Planting means Hashem is going to, the to Israel is going to grow. Why? Because many people are, more, are going to convert. Hashem puts, you know, he plants, he puts a few Jews here, a few Jews there. That's like planting seeds. And then it's going to grow. A lot more people are going to join into Klai Israel says from here, I'm going to pity the unpityed one. So this was the, what we were talking about before. And I guess we're trying to say that because the Passover goes on to say that I'm going to call those who are not my people, you are my people. So shot was instead of Hashem rejecting us, He's going to accept us, right? But we're saying, Hashem's going to call the people who aren't my people into my people. It means they're going to be more geirem. Says the more about Hosea here. We have a Pasika that says, don't slander a slave. To his master, Pen You might curse Vashamta. You might curse and you'll be guilty. Okay, so don't curse a slave. So, so don't slander a slave. And afterwards it says, it says, There's a generation that curses a father and doesn't bless its mother. So what in the world is the connection here between the psuk? because the generation curses the father and doesn't bless the mother, that has something to do with not slandering a slave. What's going on here? Even in a generation that curses his father and doesn't bless his mother, you still shouldn't slander the slave to his master. So meaning even the Jewish people, when they're sinning and the slave here and here is klai the master is the And even when they're sinning and they're not recognizing their father and mother, but you... Mew being, let's say, Hoshea, you should never slander the slave to the master. Never say anything bad about Claus Yisrael to the It's not right. No matter how bad the slave is, no matter what's going on, you shouldn't be saying bad things about them. In mean, other words, we learned this from Yoshea, and he, Yoshea, got himself into a lot of trouble for slandering Claus even though Claus Yisrael deserved it. Claus had sinned. Okay, so before we mentioned that there was one silver lining, there was a positive thing in Gaulas. That is going to convince more people to become Jewish because they see how good Klai Yisrael is, that we live amongst the guy. So now the Gemara says more good stuff about Gaal. Amar, so, Bo Yishim, the, the Apostle says, Tzitkos, be B'Yisrael. We're going to remember all of the Tzitkos, the good things that Hashem did for the open cities, like Pizron, like the uh, open places for Klai Yisrael. So what does that mean? Staka, Saka, this Baruch Hashem did a staka, like a kind deed for us. Pizron, the Vayne Umavs. Pizron means... Like he scatters us around, right? That's what Haman said. So that's what it is the, the being mufuzar that we're open, that we're spread about, dispersed through the world is good. Why? Because it doesn't. It's harder to destroy us if we would just go to one country. Then uh, it would just be okay. Let's get rid of the Jews. But because we're scattered on different places, it makes it difficult to destroy us. And we see this in, in the following thing. There was once a conversation between a min and Rab someone who didn't believe we're better than you. Why? Now it sounds like we're talking about that this min was from Edom. It's from right Rome. And where do we see this? who it says about you for six months he stayed there and he destroyed everyone in Edom. So this is a story of Malachim. There was a war here with uh with Yoav against Edom. So it sounds like these Edom were from Amalek. It's amazing we learned this right before Pasha Zachar, and Yehovah was doing his best to go destroy Amalek. So it says he stays there for six months, and his whole thing was let me destroy every Edom possible. So that's the way you treat us. The ilu anan, but for us, when you're living in our territories, you've been with us in Edom for many years. We don't treat anything. we, We treat you pretty well. We don't do anything to you, Jews. So, their reciprocity here isn't good. Like, you're treating, we're, we're treating you much better than you treated us. If you agree, let, I'm going to give you one student who's going to debate with you. Rabbi Oshia was the one who debated with the men. said to the men, Really, you would, tried, you would try to kill us. It's not that you're nice to us, you just don't know how to do it. If you, if you destroy all of them, that's impossible. It's They're not all with you. Meaning, you don't have all the Jews in your country. We're dispersed throughout all the nations. And if you decide to kill all the Jews in Edom, that doesn't make sense. Then you'll have the they're going to refer to you as a government who just kills off people. And this is the point. If all Christos is gone, so no one's going to stick up for them. But if you're only going to kill them in one region, then all the Jews who survive in the other places are going to start saying horrible things about you. And they're going to make sure that everybody understands all the bad that you have done. And this is like, you kind of think about like the Holocaust, like look at it. It's not much what it was. The surviving Jews are the ones who now, who now made, made them look so bad. So that was the point you're saying to Adam. It's not that you're better. You just practically aren't able to do it. So i The men said, by the way, like promised by the Roman wall. And that's exactly, we go up and we go down. Very famous expression. We go up and we go down, meaning we're grappling with this. Means go up and down, we're not really sure. That's the dilemma that we have. We want to destroy the Jews, but we practically can't. And again, the silver lining of Gaulus is that Hashem scared us in a way that ironically keeps us safe. Now we learn a third mile of being in Gaulus. The Pastor says, Hashem understood her way; He knew her place. They would never be able to survive the decrees of Edom. The Edom is, you know, like the, the Rome. We find a lot of times that they went after Torah; they weren't nice to us. He knew that we couldn't survive it. That's why we went to Gullaz of Bubble first, because of all, of all places, Bavel is not as harsh in terms of the Torah, and Torah was able to prosper there. However, only exiled us to be shama muka kishaol. It's as deep as Sha'ol. So meaning because we went to such a deep place, such a low place, it would made us be redeemed quicker. Shenemar, Miyachalafteimi, Maviscalin. From the depths of Shaol, I'm gonna get them take them back out. Says the Gemara, another reason, why we would we go to Babel? So, therefore, so we say we went to Babel for two reasons. First of all, Babel is sympathetic to Torah. Second of all, it's so deep that it, it makes the Gula quicker. A third reason, because Aramaic is a language that's similar to Hebrew. Right? We see that when we learn Gemara. Some of the words are very similar. So it was a better transition for Klai Yisrael to go from Lashon Kodesh to Aramaic and for them to continue studying Torah. Hashem was just sending them back to where their mother, right? That's where Klai Yisrael came from. Avra Mavino—that's where he came from. He came from Bavo, So when we're kicked off out of, out of Eretz Yisrael, we went back there. Mashallah this It's like a person who got upset with his wife. he sent to the This is what said. There are three people, three things that return to their source. Yisrael, the Jews, the wealth of Mitzrayim, and the writing of the Luchos. Which one? All these three? Yisrael, the The Jews we saw that were exiled to Bavel because that's where we came from. Was in the fifth year, King Rehavam, And what happened? The King Shishak, the King of Egypt, came against Jerusalem and he took back all. He took a lot of money. So that's like the idea that the Kesev Mitzrayim that we took was returned to Mitzrayim. Exav haluchos that the Ksav went back to the sources of I broke. Moshe says I broke the luchos in front of your eyes. Tana, the price says luchos Nishbru, The tablets themselves were broken, but osios parchos. The letters were flying up. That the letters flew back to Shemayim to their source. Now the Gemara says one more mile of bavel. Ula Amari, Why do we go to bavel? K'dei sheyochlu tapad amid of tamar. We should eat the dates. There are dates. Bavel is blessed with a lot of dates. They're a wonder food. Dates are a wonder food. They're extremely good and filling, and easy and simple. So it gives you what's the power of Yaskobot Torah. Why there are so many date trees in Favelles that we should be able to free ourselves to, um, to for 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 Torah the so Mar says the story. Ulo was from marriage. Salak once from Medisa. Creepily to read to the time. And they brought him a basket of dates. Amaluhu. Kamenidah mezuzah. How many do I get for one zoz? Amaluhu. Talaz mezuzah. You get three dates for just one zuz. 'm He said. You get a whole beautiful basket of honey for just one zoz. The last People in Bava aren't learning enough Torah. Meaning like. It's amazing. You know, that dates were so cheap, This wonderful. And still, you guys don't know so much Torah. So, but during the night, he got a bad loosening of his stomach because that's what the dates do. If you're not used to them, especially, it was too much for his stomach. So, Amr, he said, just the opposite. You get poison here for Azuz and Babel. And yet people in Babel learn Torah, meaning it's amazing you guys learn Torah despite the fact that you guys have this poison here to eat instead of good stuff.